Ready on the roar. And gets them 10 from the line. Roy Gard, wide now, over the top it goes. It'll sit there though for Ioane. Over to Tala- Tala- Avic. Karun Bete with a stop go speed away for Rico Ioane. That's outstanding. It's brilliant. And it was brilliant. Rico Ioane's try from some Mark Talia magic, sealing the Bledisloe Cup for another year for New Zealand, wrapping up the Rugby Championship for 2023 and leaving Wallabies fans on edge for another week closer to France. Brett McKay with you for the raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, powered by ASICS. And coming to you from the Melbourne Cricket Ground, you can hear the presentation in the background behind me. I'm actually in the TMO box. And I'm joined by the great Jim Tucker and my regular Raw Rugby podcast co-host, Harry Jones, for the instant reaction to New Zealand's big win over the Wallabies to complete the 2023 Rugby Championship campaigns. Boys, I wanted to bring atmosphere. I wanted to bring to you what 84,000 people at the MCG sounds like and have a listen to that. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's crazy. So, Brett, you're in the TMO box. Are there actually any TV screens in there? We've always wanted to know. Uh, yeah, there's actually not as many as I thought, and I have to admit, there's actually none right now because the room is being packed down around me, and there's <laughs> technicians unplugging stuff. The team, Maurice Yonker and his assistants were gone on full time. I think they might have been down on the sideline as full time was blown. They, their work was done, so they, their work was absolutely done. So yeah, it's um, it's it's. I'd like to be able to bring you some kind of, you know curious inside about the TMO box, but it's it's notoriously bland, I must say. Maybe one screen of multiple angles. But anyway, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. It's an it's an empty vessel. That's what I thought. <laughs> yes. Well it's it's even emptier now than it was before. For those of you who know and love the instant reaction, you know exactly what we're what we're coming. For those of you new to the pod this season, these instant reactions are like um, you know a bit of post match therapy, particularly for Wallabies fans this year in the format is pretty simple. We'll all come up with our headline summary of the game and go through them. Then it's stocks rising and falling. And then to finish, we'll do a quick review of TRC 2023 with an eye to next week's additional round of matches amongst the Sanzard Nations. Um, let's get into it with some headlines, boys. Um, and Jim, you are the headline master. You do it every week. What have you got for us? Um, well, I'm going to say Flair Jordans, plural, because I thought uh, both Jordans had, had mighty games, really, really strong games. Um, I, I can't not enjoy Will Jordan's performances every time yeah. he gets on the field. 23 tries, 23 tests. Man, that's an incredible strike rate and thoroughly deserved. Plus, he's got that beautiful touch, like he gave Talia a try uh, tonight. He's just involved in everything. So really impressive from him. But I've got a big uh, rap for Jordi Patea as well. Uh, for a guy who hadn't played for the three months, he came in and mm. did brilliantly. Made a really strong tackle um, on uh, Jordi Barrett at one point. Uh, a nice little offload. Uh, took out those little um, 50-50 passes out of his game yeah. and had a really strong uh, first hour. So big ups yeah. to uh, Jordi Patea. Yeah, it's it's a good shout, and I actually made the. I'm sitting next to Jeff Parks in the in the media center here at the MCG, and I actually made the comment to Jeff that when Yuane scored his try, I actually said to him, "Is that his first touch tonight?" I just couldn't remember seeing him much in the game. I'm sure it wasn't his first <laughs> touch, but he it sort of speaks to the to the impact that Pataya had uh, in defence, Jim. Certainly, Harry, what was your headline? What have you got for us? I think my headline is props down. Uh, you know, you can never win a 
a match in yeah. top test rugby without your all your tight forwards and they're just dropping like flies. There was the, the obligatory cards again because of inaccuracy, uh, yeah. but also just cruel injuries, horrible timing. It was agony to see. The conspiracy yeah. theorists will point out that Alan Alato was the one who put the boomerang in response to the haka, then he goes down with Achilles. But the problem is that that timing is terrible for him. I don't know if he can get back for the World Cup. I think he's very long odds. And, and my headline, quite coincidentally, was wanted all tight heads because that's yeah. the situation facing the Wallaby selectors right now. And and you think about it, Tom Robinson did his knee. He's gone for the season. Uh, Harry Johnson-Holmes, I'm not 100% sure of how fit he is. Zane Nongor, the Reds, tight head, didn't have a great time of it. In South Africa, so I'm not sure where he's going to be. Yeah, I saw Nongor sudden... play today. He played okay. for Bond University, scored a, a strong try, five metres out, took three guys over, just showed a lot of strength. Uh, so he, he's cherry ripe to come in, learn some more. Uh, big step up against the All Blacks, obviously, but oh, of course. he's fit and raring to go and he's 125 heavy kilos. So uh, yeah. I reckon he's next cab. Yeah, well, well, and if someone like Reese Van Neck has been in Wallaby squad as well. The, yes, the Brum, yes, Brum very good player. Head, so you'd reckon he's be, he'd be a chance as, as well. So, but you're right, Harry. You can't be losing frontline props um, like Alan Alatoa. Uh, you know, on on the eve of war, of a World Cup, I, if that if that is Achilles, and my fear was it was knee actually initially, just the way he was holding it. But if that is Achilles, as they suspect it is. He he'd be lucky if he plays Super Rugby next year. Yeah, yeah. And then you have uh, Taniela Tupo actually aching most of the time. He was on. You had yeah. um, you know what Angus the Angus the Bull was great, but um, he was fantastic. Again, yeah. Anytime you're sitting down for 20 minutes, one player, you know, the All Blacks yeah. will feast on you. And also, it's a cumulative effect where you saw at the very, very, very end there were people falling off tackles. I would yeah. You know, the first 20 minutes, 25 minutes, that was not a bad template. They were hanging in there. There were some serious hits going on both ways, but the dreaded inaccuracy got the Wallabies again when they didn't get over yeah. the line enough. Yeah, yeah, that probably leads us nicely into our stocks rising. Jim, you've already mentioned Jordan Pataya. Who who else have you got in that department? I think uh, Nawakanita Wasi again uh, in mm. in that first period. That people don't burst through three All Blacks and then add another one for good measure. Yeah. very often, yet he found a way to do that and set up that Valentini try to start with. So his stocks are way through the roof. Um, considering a year ago he wasn't uh, really a test player and now he's yeah. absolutely uh, front-line picked right beside Marika Corombetti. So th that's a huge uh, wrap for him and he just looks made for test footy and that's uh, really important. Um, and he sustained his intensity. And I've got to say... As good as the Wallabies were in that first 25 minutes, uh, there's a real worry that other teams worldwide think if you break the Wallabies, they're gone and you yeah. rack up a big score. And that's a horrible slide on the team, but I see that as um, how other teams see the Wallabies in a way, that uh, yeah. if you break them, you're going to run up a score. And the, the Kiwis have done this plenty of times before. There, there was some fairly inept defence um, Sure enough, uh, only 14 players on the field, so it's tough. But, uh, yeah, there's you've got to look at the very good from the Wallabies, but you've got to also examine some of the tail end stuff that wasn't good. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Harry, stocks rising from you? Yeah, I'm just looking for things that make this team different from the Rennie uh, team that also had similar uh, runaway losses, and I'm having a yeah. trouble finding it. So 
I would say Will Skelton is my only difference maker. I thought he yeah. stopped a few malls on his own. I thought he was it was devastating in some of the tight loose. But I worry about this idea of shipping points. Uh, it happened in Argentina last year. It happened uh, against the box at home in Sydney. Yeah. There's a little bit of a head hanging going on, and I just was worried about that. So uh, Eddie's going to have to They showed, they showed 19 points in the last 20, 21 minutes. Uh, and it could have been worse. Let's be honest. There yeah. were a couple yeah. of things that, that just didn't go right for the All Blacks. So I think what I'm worried about is what is the change that Eddie says he's bringing? He said he'd bring a power game, and he brought a very, very heavy pack. That yeah. pack was one of the heaviest packs in test history, but it didn't really seem to work out for the long haul. I think you've got to keep the, the All Blacks under 20 to play that kind of game. And there was that yeah. was never a chance. That was You could see that game was going to get away from them in the end because uh, yeah. playing that pace was just end-to-end -end chaos in the end. It came up. And one, one of those tries the All Blacks scored was one of the best tries I've seen in ages. They just yeah, yeah. thrive off the broken ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That that one of Talaya's uh, yeah. one is that Talaya did that that's that stutter move on Cotter and Bennett. He had no chance. So, hmm. look, I'm going to throw up a couple of names. And we've already mentioned Angus Bell. He was absolutely incredible. Just absolutely incredible. Tom Hooper had made 23 tackles by half time, and I thought for wow. a, yeah. a young guy playing his first full game, and he did actually get through the game at um, at open side. He was he was pretty good tonight. He's He's not your classic on baller. He's he's not going to be that sort of player, but yeah. he was very very good. Um, and I'll, and I'll I've got to give big ups to him for that. And Rob Valentini, I reckon that was his certainly his best game for the Wallabies this year, which admittedly is mm. starting from a low base. But we got a glimpse of what he can do and what he's very very good at. He he, he hit the game line really well. He he did bend blokes in defence, um, and he just looked like he was wanting to carry. And there was more than a few like that. Bell was. Also great in that department. So there was guys that were really wanted to put their hand up and, and play this big contact game and this big gain line game that um, that, that that Eddie Jones is one of them to play. And I mean, happily, they actually had nearly fifty percent possession. It was forty seven or forty nine percent possession and similar amounts of territory. So that's that's actually good signs compared to, to what they've had in recent times. What about stocks falling? On the other hand, Jim, what did you? How did you see things going the other way? Uh, it's 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 tricky. It's just an an overall feeling uh, that the the Wallabies zero and three for this season. Are we even a chance of winning the World Cup? You'd have to say, like, we're a chance of scrambling through and knocking a team out and preventing them winning the World Cup. But are we going to win the World Cup? And you've you've got to have fairly muted. Uh, considerations about that at this stage. Um, but lo looking at players, Tate McDermott, uh, after being absolutely thumped by Barrett there, great timing on his tackle and mm. the, the try early. He did bounce back pretty well. He did. But just towards the end of his time on the field, his pass shortened up a bit and just be became yeah. a little bit uh, And And even early on, there was, a, there was a couple that got away from him. Just, you know, like yeah. right halfway, there was a couple of bad passes there. Yeah, and, and that's... Uh, you can't do that at test footy. You've got to no. be on with that pass as a halfback. So that, that's probably still that little uh, glitch in his game. Um, so many other good parts to his game. Um, so I, I would say Carter Gordon, excellent yep. trajectory really good, for, for his minutes. Yep. Excellent trajectory. And that's the beginning for him, not the end. So, yep, no doubt. Um, but yeah, as, as a stock's falling, 
probably or probably stocks tempering uh, take McDermott. Yeah, yeah, Harry, what's your thoughts there? Um, stocks falling would be for me the coaching setup, not just Eddie. We focus too much on Eddie, but look at the All Blacks. They brought in Joe Schmidt, who has excellent starter plays, and he's got yeah. them attacking really tightly. Everyone knows what they're doing at the Rock. And you have Jason Ryan, who's just forbidding yeah. anyone to score a mole try except the box did once, I think. But that's you know a year of no mole tries. Yeah. Um, in comparison, I think the Wallabies, the only way the Eddie effect would have really worked to do anything meaningfully different than the Rennie, because Rennie had the same draw waiting for him, was if he could keep some of the assistance. And I think now the, the fact that they, they were run off or they ran off, I'm not sure what happened. Um, it's really coming to bear now because it doesn't yeah. look like on adjustments, uh, halftime, you cannot have a head coach do those. It has to be come from the assistant coaches. I thought the defensive shifts all went wrong. Um, so I don't know what happened in Oranges, but it didn't seem like it worked at all. So Yeah, because the defense uh, in the first half had been heroic. Okay. It had been absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely fantastic. But I think you had to know as an assistant coach, like we just emptied our tank there. Let's do some shifts right now and do something different. And I think that would have been yeah. with, a, with a kicking game instead of just trying to run yeah. into, you know, threshing machines. Yeah. 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 I'm going to throw up Fraser McWright because Tom Hooper was really, really promising. And again, not as an on-baller. He's a, he's a very, no. very different player to Fraser McWright. But I think that defensive display from, from Tom Hooper and Eddie Jones has talked about wanting – Size and he ran out his biggest back row in in I can't yeah. remember the while he's fielding a bigger back row, but <laughs> I just wonder if that now works really against Fraser McWright. And subsequently, it maybe vaults someone like Pete Samu back into consideration because again, that bench versatility could actually become very handy. So I know Rob Liotta was was decent off the bench tonight, but I wonder if it if it works for Samu. So. I, I wonder about Fraser McWright going forward. And I don't know, Jim. What do you do? You, is there? Yeah, I, is there I can see. In that? I what can see think? what you're saying, and and it's, to Harry's yeah. point about so how are the Wallabies going to be different. Um, and yeah. that's that yeah. that bigger bigger seven. But I, I would always lean towards uh, the Fetcher seven. That's in Australia's DNA. If yeah. we're playing well and linking, yeah. like uh, there there's situa- there was a situation there where. Um, we made a clean break, looking around for a link player. No link player in sight. Like, yeah, you just need to expect a break is always going to be made, even if it doesn't yeah. happen nine out of ten yeah. times. And Fraser yeah. McWright's that sort of person to to back it up. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hooper isn't. Yeah. So no, there's he, part he, of Australia's have, DNA as a rugby team where you have a yeah. have a fetter and a, a strong link man. He he doesn't exactly. have um a, he, he's a good, he's a good carrier. Tom Tom Hooper, but but he's he he doesn't have those balls. He's not even like a like a Nick Frost type player yep. in terms of his yep. ball in hand. So yeah, um, look here is um, the standing Australian captain Tate McDermott speaking to uh, to Stan Sport post match. Yeah, gutted. Um, I mean, just disappointing. Eighty three thousand people showed up tonight uh, to support us, and we didn't give them much. Well, there's some things also in that first half, of course, you played some footy, you played some good multi-phase rugby, perhaps not able to convert, but there's some green shoots there of this Wallabies team working towards the World Cup. Yeah, 100%. I think when we're direct, we're at our best. Um, we just didn't do that enough tonight. And of course, trying to hold back that all-black wave when they have some confidence and some fastball. Uh, there's some key things you can work on in seven days to, to try and change that scoreboard result around. Yeah, defensively, we need to chop more. Um, too many, too many times we're going high. They're getting over the ad line. They're getting in behind us, and we're not recovering. So we'll keep working on that.
And of course, the Melbourne public came out to see you. mentioned the 80-plus fans. Is it great to see gold jerseys in the crowd supporting your team? Yeah, it's amazing, mate. Um, yeah, we can't thank them enough. Um, like I said before, we're gutted. Uh, we say that every week, but um, thanks for coming out. So, guys, a quick summary, I suppose, of, of where the Wallabies head to from here. I mean, the answer is Dunedin next week uh, for, for, for another Bledisloe test. Is there... What were the good signs, Jim, that you saw tonight that they can actually build on next week and even going forward to uh, to France? Well, I think they'll give more time to Carter Gordon next week. Yeah. I think uh, the situation uh, lends itself to him having another 40 minutes. So th- they're getting someone seriously in the picture who can be a, an alternative um, yeah. number 10. So I think that's really strong. I think Ryan Lonigan will get some time um, yeah, over in Dunedin. Because I, hmm. I just think that if you're going to have weapons in the back line, you've got to get the ball to, ball to them yeah. on a platter sitting right in front. And that uh, his pass, you have to back his pass, and that brings Patea back in. Um, uh, I think uh, Kellaway did some good things at fullback. Yeah. He clearly had some good chat with the back in the back three, so I thought that was pretty solid. Um, I think Nongor will be... Um, in the 23 as a tight head prop. I just think he, he's ready to roll now. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's that's where we're at. Um, as with Harry, I think Skelton's really starting yeah. to do something. He had a nice little offload tonight and that long reach that got the, the turnover at the ruck off the platter that Aaron Smith had in front of him, mm. that was a really good move. So there's some little signs there that we've got to keep developing. Yeah, yeah. Harry? I mean, you're looking at two teams that played exactly how they are right now. That score yeah. was a fair reflection. There's not a lot that you can pull out of a, the hat. There's no magic tribe of rugby players that has to be discovered somewhere in Queensland. So uh, they, those are the players he has. <laughs> Dalton Papali is a lot better than Tom Hooper at this stage in his career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so what are you going to do? Like, I don't know. Um, but I think it's just, just going to be, they're going to have to dig in harder right now and play this thing out because there's no magic solution. No, no, that's it. I, I think, I think they will, and they need to take a lot of confidence out of that start. Um, they, yeah, you know, like like the All Blacks scored that that first try after folding Tate McDermott from the from the back of the line out. Um, yeah, Scott, as you mentioned, Jim Scott Barrett just got through and just absolutely snapped him. But they hit back, and 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 whenever the the whatever New Zealand did pressure them in the first half, the Wallabies were able to get back down there. There's there in of, of, of the the field and actually play and so there's some really good signs there we've not seen that from them this year so they've got to take confidence from that and and if they can you know if they can build on that in Dunedin next week then you know then, then happy days and maybe uh, maybe Wallaby's fans won't be quite so nervous when they uh, when they head to France um, at the at the end of August uh, South Africa are hosting Argentina at Ellis Park in Johannesburg in the last round or last match of the rugby championship for, for 2023. That match will be played after our recording, but quite likely before most of you listen to this. Let's play pointless predictions. Harry, what's going to happen in that game? <laughs> uh, it's going to be one of those stampedes. I don't, I, I don't think this particular Puma side matches up well with the box. Just like the box don't match up really well right now with yeah. the All Blacks. But yeah. I think uh, I think it's going to be a, a style that doesn't work for the Pumas. Yeah. It's going to be wide open and lots of points. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I reckon this is going to be a 45, 50-point game. Like, it could be, you know, 35, 20 or something. I don't know. It'd be something like that. Jim, it's going to be 
now, particularly now that the rugby championships sorted, New Zealand have won it. South Africa don't really have a lot to play for now. They'll face each other again next week too. So, um, what do you, what's your what's your prediction that we can't possibly get right? Oh, look, I'm, I'm uh, tipping uh, the box by twenty in, in this one. Uh, there's no such thing as a a nothing test for the box on home soil no, and the Dallas Park. I mean, they are going to rip and tear. This is sort of a farewell, really, to. Yeah, South Africa before they go to the World Cup as World Cup champions, and I think uh, they've got a really good team on the park. Vermeulen yep. back and uh, Leboc at uh, number ten. Ten, yeah, and yep. a couple of really potent wingers. So I can see some scores. I think both wingers will get on the scoreboard. Uh, it'll yep. be a big, big, big match for um, the box. Yeah, yeah, proper, a proper send off, a proper send off. But, guys, that is us done for another instant reaction behind us after New Zealand's big 38 points to 7 win over the Wallabies tonight at the mighty Melbourne Cricket Ground in front of nearly 84,000 people to wrap up the Rugby Championship for both sides in 2023. Thanks to you both. It's been a great chat as always. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Brent. See you, Harry. We'll have all the fallout tomorrow and throughout the week on theraw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate home of all your favourite international rugby analysis and opinions and conversations. Thanks so much for your company. Harry and I will be back on Tuesday morning Australian time for another great episode of the Raw Rugby Podcast, powered by ASICS, where we're very much looking forward to chatting with one of the genuinely great rugby commentators the world over.